Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hi, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Uh, my guest today is Joshua Sagala, the co-founder of Voltoro, V-A-U-L-T-O-R-O. Josh, how you doing? Good. Good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. So what is uh, Voltoro? It looks like Vault Oro, you know, Gold Vault, the name, you know, if you look at it in Spanish, but what is Vault Oro? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's always difficult when you're starting a startup these days to try to get a URL and so that's not been taken. <laughs> And something that sounds okay and makes sense. So, uh, you know, we, we, we ended up with Voltoro, which um, is actually vaults, like you said, uh, uh, gold vault and Oro is Spanish for golden. And uh, it, it basically wanted a way. Um, well, I, I've been in Bitcoin since the very uh, early days. And, and one of the things I kept on noticing is that changes weren't very transparent. And, um, and they kept on running away with people's money or they'd get hacked with uh, brackets. And so I wanted to first start a decentralized exchange to, um, you know, to stop this. It just it was annoying the hell out of me because Bitcoin was this amazing revolutionary technology that was, uh, you know, being messed with by all these thieves, basically uh, building these dodgy exchanges. And, um, <clears throat> and so I thought, right, I've got, I've got to build a decentralized exchange. And um, uh, and and then and basically I, I ended up. The, the, the coding, the machine coding for like the programming language for Bitcoin wasn't good enough at that stage uh, for a decentralized exchange. Um, so uh, like Ethereum's out now, you can kind of build them now. They're still very clunky, but it's all right. But um, so we focus on building a centralized exchange, but using the blockchain to uh, have a radical transparency protocol based on top of a centralized exchange. So anyone can see exactly how much you've got and, that we're above reserve, meaning we've got more uh, money in the bank than people have on our uh, in our vaults or in the vaults. Okay, all right. So, do you believe that? All right. So, t- well, let me back up. So, what's the goal of uh, Voltoro? What are you guys doing in the uh, blockchain space? Well, um, basically, what we enable is to, at the base level is people can trade Bitcoin for allocated gold in a high security top tier. A vaulting facility in Zurich, and it's fully insured and audited by one of the largest auditing firms in the world, and, and all that good stuff. And uh, people to exchange something 
tan uh, something digital for something tangible and physical that's allocated in their name. And why that's important is when people trade into normal exchanges like uh, any any other fiat exchange, they'll be trading for that. When you put paper money into a bank, money anymore. It belongs to the bank legally. And uh, so if they go, they mess up, or if the exchange goes broke, liquidators can just come in and take all that money and eat it all up. And that's exactly what happened in Mt. Gox. And all the liquidators are basically eating up all the creditors' funds. But uh, what we wanted to go allocated good, it actually belongs to the people. So once they've done the trade on Voltoro, it's cheap. So even if we go broke as a company, it doesn't matter. Their gold is sitting in Proorum's vaults, which are facilities in Europe and um, and uh, and safe from from any sort of uh, yeah, liquidators. Well, all right. So let's go through a sample transaction. I want to buy, uh, I don't know, 10 Bitcoin. Let's say it's $40,000. Um, yeah. How does it work with you? Tell me some of the steps. Yeah, so what we have is um, we because we have such full-on transparency, we have to always buy upfront beforehand. So we buy um, kilo bars or good delivery bars, depending on how much volume um, uh, is there, and <clears throat> upfront, and then sell those into them. Sometimes our price, uh, if, if our price is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it stays at the normal market price, but if in front of us in the order point from them, so basically it's like, any order book exchange where there's a whole lot of people buying and a whole lot of people selling and they're trying to so this was another important part for me is that I really wanted not you know I didn't want us to set the price I wanted to mark, have a market price not based on fiat a market price based on a physical tangible good and, and so that's what you do is you place an order you say the price that you want on the exchange and then all that uh, whether that's our market maker or that's someone else uh, that's holding gold, and uh, and the trade will go through, and then you're the uh, happy owner of uh, a good that's you know held its value for over three thousand plus years and globally recognized. Interesting. All right. Yeah, so there's a, funny. Like, yeah, I haven't I haven't even heard of a um, BTC to gold uh, trading pair, but essentially that's what uh, that's what you're creating. Yeah, exactly. Has to create it. Um, we're still, I think, the only thing the relationships we've built up over the years in the gold industry has allowed us to um, really tap into that here in Europe and, um, and hoops to jump through to get the Bitcoin to the smelters who still don't accept crypto. So, you know, we do um, to make this happen. But uh, we've been going for three years. We've got um, over uh, 317 kilos, I think, in the, in the vault facility now. And, um, and yeah, we've, we've just closed the funding round from a VC um, in, in seven-figure seed round. So we're really happy about that, which will let us start up. You're chasing all this you know, money so you can grow some VC funding money. So, and, and you can't actually focus on building the business, which is really frustrating. And now we've closed this round finally. So it's, it's really great to be able to bring out some of the features that we've wanted to bring out for a while. Do you think it's going to be... Um you know, an issue if uh, the price of Bitcoin keeps rising against gold, you'd have to have more and more gold on hand, you know, to offset it. Um, you know, what if Bitcoin jumps or moves in price uh, significantly? It, it, yeah. it seems like it's a little bit slower for you guys to accommodate on your side, you know, especially if it jumps up. 
Oh right, yeah. No, we um we have uh, uh that's uh we we that's why it's a marketplace. So if if we can't fill it, then other people will. Um, and so it's it's you know actually one of the things we're going to be implementing is a maker taker fee model, meaning if someone comes and makes the market, meaning they they put liquidity onto the market, then they'll have a much cheaper trading fee, if not free. And if someone takes, uh, if someone goes on the market and then says, oh, I'll, I'll take that price. So that'll promote a lot more liquidity as well. And um, and yeah, so in terms of the Bitcoin price jumping, you know, it's a similar, it's a similar situation on, on fiat exchanges. People uh, on, a, on a personal basis, on a user basis, they, you know, I, I, it's funny, I, I get emails sometimes from people saying, hey, I, I just got this gold, gold. And I was like, what What are you talking about? And they're like, well, you know, I bought this gold with, with crypto and now the crypto has gone up in value and I've got the same amount of value and I've got some gold. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's a good way to look at it. You know, and if I didn't buy gold, I'd have more, more now. But, uh, you know, a lot of people see it as a really good steady store of value. But what we're also seeing in terms of this, um People in the developing world who want to use crypto, but they don't have the KYC uh, paperwork that's needed to comply with um, some of the hardcore KYC requirements that fiat. Um, and okay. so, because they literally don't have it, they don't have a path. They're in a de- developing country that um, doesn't have that much infrastructure. And so, being able to, um, you know, the gold is a good, it's a physical good. So, KYC. I see I'm a little bit more lenient, and um, and people can then uh, basically trade in, uh, like so use a I guess where you can accept certainly hold gold gold as Bitcoin again when when you need to. You said the KYC is a bit more lenient. Can you be specific about that? Like what may not be needed versus what's needed for um you know, for fiat currency? Yeah. So so for instance, if you go and buy an ex- a television. At, at you know you don't need to uh, you know show part everything else driver's license and pull down your pants and show everything but you can just buy a good right um, if you uh, whereas if you deal with a bank or someone that deals with actual fiat currency you need stuff you need to jump through a whole lot of hoops uh, to get that uh, we do KYC uh, documents but um, this is purely mainly because um, the, the gold is allocated in your legal name as your legal property. So we want to make sure that um, that that there is that it's true allocated gold. Take some KYC, but um, yeah, it's not uh, as as uh, intense. So it's uh, yeah, it, it it's a lot more inclusive. Gotcha. You have some hard costs. You know, you have the uh, vault space. You have to store stuff. You have to have security. You know, etc. Yeah. All that is. Uh, is payable with trading fees? I mean, it's not too exorbitant to uh, store gold. No, no. So, um, yeah. So on top of the storage fee, uh, like on top of the trading fee, there's a little storage fee, but it's super cheap. So compared to other industries, uh, you pay like 0.034% per month on, on the uh, percentage on the gold that you hold. Um, you know, there's uh, usual storage fees are like two, 3%. So, um, uh, per year on some of these uh, old school ways of using these vaults, and you know these these vaulting facilities were really were really used only by the super elite rich um, before crypto. 
uh, came along that allowed us to make uh, uh, buy in bulk and allow out. So the trading fee covers uh, ins- full insurance. Um, so banks are only insured it to a hundred thousand, but uh, this would cover us uh, to the full insurance uh, if anything ever happened. Um, and it also covers auditing and security and all that jazz. So, oh, are you guys going to have um, any other metals, silver, other precious precious metals, or just gold, diamonds, gonna, anything like that? Yeah, so diamonds are a bit hard because um, you really don't like gold is gold, right? If you if you have uh, London Bullion Exchange um, qualified, they've tested it. You, you know, it's a base metal. Whereas diamonds, um, you can get. There's different cuts and there's different value depending on the, you know, it's a lot more uh, tricky. Whereas gold, if you have a bar of gold down to the atomic level, because it's a base metal, it's, it's all the same. So um, we're going to stick with metals at the start to start with and other cryptos. But yeah, we'll be we'll be stretching out, um, we'll be extending our offer to um, have silver, platinum, and maybe palladium as well, which is quite an interesting metal. And also, I uh, wanted to build a way for people to hold a basket of the even um, you know really even really in gold that you might even see. Um, so we're hoping that people will be able to hold not only a basket of metals but also some crypto in that basket. And uh, yeah, with this funding money, um, building the world's first real-time debit card, so you can actually spend that gold down to the cent in real time. So uh, sure. there's other competitors where you have to log onto the website, sell the gold into euros and then or USD and then load the card up and then spend it but this will be true real time this is this is something that's really interesting because when we talk to um when we talk to people in cyprus they when the banks shut and basically took 10 percent from everyone's accounts that had over a hundred thousand um during that time you could only take out 100 euros a day and so if your rent was more than 700 euros in the week then you're you're out of luck and not only that, um, you know, people uh, would be lining up because it's not only rent, you have food and everything else, right? So it was really, really tricky. But what's weird about that situation is that tourists could come in and take as much as they want um, out of the tellers. So talk to Greeks or Cyprians, um, and you say, hey, you've got an account that's offshore, and you've got a debit card, and you can use that. It really, uh, it's it's an easy sell. They'll, um, you know, they, they, they really see... The benefit of that is people that live in well-structured banking systems to think, well, why do I need this? Uh, um, but yeah, that's definitely something that uh, they, they see the value in. Doesn't it seem like uh, the crypto markets move so fast and gold is so slow? I mean, how could you reconcile the two with having a uh, a card where you could spend your gold you know, up to the second? Any issues in, in dealing with that? Well, You've got gold. Gold is um, it's, uh, it's something. I mean, our back end would deal. The, the other thing people don't realize is that gold is actually the second most liquid market in the world. So uh, under the FX market, so we have uh, large liquidity pools we can access and tap into to sell the gold in in seconds, um, in milliseconds yeah. actually, and, uh, and then credit that card to uh, to do that. So. Uh, but we also have some hedging and things we do in the background to make sure it all works. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's uh, you know it's the magic of all our team of programmers and thinkers and economists we have here and <laughs> trying to figure out how this works. And it, what what I find I think the most the, the most passionate thing I'm about 
we get to actually bank without banking, which is really quite an interesting concept. Because when, mm. like I said before, when you put euros into a bank, it's not yours, it's, it's the banks. And whereas if you hold some, something physical, something, uh, an asset, um, it, it's yours and, and no one can, unless, you know, unless there's a subpoena to the, to, um, uh, and all that stuff. But really it's, um, uh, it, it's, yeah. And so now, now when you add liquidity to, to that equation, you've got all of a sudden a choice to bank outside of the banking system to have a store of value and still have a liquid. And I think this is a really good um, thing to have. If you don't have, don't allow people to choose, um, and this is why Bitcoin is so important too, is what, what, what happens is that governments can just mess with currencies. They can just uh, start printing when they won't need to do anything new instead of taxing. So it's like right. tax through inflation. And, and it doesn't matter to them. Whereas if there's an exit or if there's competition, and as they say in Australia, competition keeps the bastards honest. And, and that's really true. You know, you have if you have competition in currencies, um, then you've got to you, you can't just muck around and ruin the economy uh, as, as easily. Um, what fiat currency pairs do you have with uh, the gold? How many different currencies people trade in so and right, out of? Yeah. So right now, Bitcoin gold. Um, we've we've done that for three years and, and it's been working well for us. But we've had to wait uh, and focus on raising money and uh, because we want to do this thing properly. We don't want to do it, um, you know, on, on less of a budget than we needed to. So, but now um, we're going to um, branch out to euros first, uh, and then uh, dollars, uh, yen, pound, um, and you know, hopefully, maybe even uh, going to China. Okay, so what? Again, what uh, what fiat pairs are you paired with right now, and which ones do you want to add in the near future? Oh, right. Um, yeah, so we have no fiat pairs at the moment, purely Bitcoin and gold at the moment. Um, but we will be adding euros and dollars uh, in the next two months. Okay, so very good. Be euro gold, dollar gold. So where do you want to uh, take this project in the next six months or a year? What's on your guys' roadmap? What, what are you doing? Yeah, oh, uh, we've got we've got so much that we want to get our teeth into. The main thing is uh, is getting this card out, debit card, um, so that it allows people to have that liquidity. But um, on top of that, we want to get some other cryptos, so Ethereum, Litecoin, uh, IOTA is really interesting for us. Um, IOTA, I don't know if you listeners know that one. It's it's um, it's uh, a coin that doesn't have any any mining, and it uh, it's it's free to send because of the way the um, the proof of work works. So instead of sending transaction uh, and and uh, paying a transaction fee to miners, you send a transaction and your work on two transactions that are waiting to be confirmed. And in that sense, you can't have someone spamming just helps the network because every time you send it, you have to do some work on the network to, uh, twice as much as what you're sending. So it's a really uh, interesting thing and then you know I've been a Bitcoin maximalist for uh, seven eight years and um, and really I'm starting to see that uh, there is other use cases for other currencies Bitcoin can't do everything just yet essentially but uh, right now it's, it's looking like there's some other tokens that um, could do some other things well I think Bitcoin will uh, it does money very very well on tracks uh, with Ethereum or uh, IoT sort of um, Internet of Things uh, currencies where you, you have nano payments 
Uh, mm. It looks like I own a, so we got that. Yeah. Well, very good. So what's the best way for um, listeners to find out more about Voltoro and uh, to see if they want to start you know, trading with you? Yeah, um, you can simply uh, follow me on Twitter. It's at Voltoro. It's Voltoro. Um, or you can, uh, you can uh, go to Voltoro.com um, or you check out our Facebook page, you know, all that stuff you find. Um, yeah, so uh, get in touch with me. <laughs> All right, well, very good. Well, Josh, thanks for coming on the podcast, and it's a real interesting angle that you're doing uh, that very few people or almost nobody has seemed to uh, seems to be working on. So I appreciate you coming. Hey, thanks, man. You know, like when I first got into Bitcoin, I wanted to get away from paper money, but trading mm-hmm. back into fiat wasn't really an option. <laughs> so you know, that's why we did it. But yeah, thanks for having me on the show. It's a great show. I love it. Keep up the great work, and uh, yeah, thank you. For seeing you around. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.